Hey. Let me see who's on. Hi, everyone. So it's four of us. Oh, hey. I haven't seen you in a while. Okay, we have five people. I'll wait one more minute before we start. How you guys doing? I actually know everyone on this call right now, which is exciting. <laughs> okay, I'm not muted. Okay, are you guys with me? Let me hear your voice for a second to see that. Yay. Yeah. Hi, Shani. Oh, hey, Shira. Welcome. Awesome. Very excited. First of all, I wanted to just start by saying that today's not like Weimar for all those who <laughs> believed me and... <laughs> I've been saying that like today is going to be Lagba Omar for the past, I don't know, I miscalculated. Next week, Tuesday is Lagba Omar. So we're going to, hey Nora, we're going to finish the Mimer today in preparation for next week, which is Lagba Omar. And then next week we will, please God, start a Mimer um, about Shavuos. So prepare us for Shavuos. Okay, so I hope you're all with me where I have the... Mimer on the board, we're up to the fifth paragraph, if hey. Just a little recap what we're talking about. Again, we're trying to understand um, and answer our question, which we started off with, which is why do we celebrate the day of Rabbi Shimon Baruchai's passing, which we will do next week on Lagba Omer. It's a day of celebration. And we will finally answer our question today. So that's very exciting. And as we said, that the Rebbe is bringing the Alter Rebbe's Mimer here except this last, very last paragraph at the end, which is the Rebbe's edition. And um, the Alter Rebbe tells us that in order for us to understand this, first we need to understand the difference between a Mahalach and an Ahmed. The difference between the state of being in a state of standing and being in a state of progressing and moving. And so we spoke about this a lot. We spoke about the fact that Malachim are the epitome of what we call Omdim. They are set in one place, in one reality, and they're not able to go up and up and up um, in different levels. And the neshama, depending on what's, what state it's in, is either able to be, a, 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 is either an omed or able to be a mahalech. So we spoke a little bit about how the neshama could be a mahalech last week. We ended off with it. I wanted to elaborate on it a little bit. Um, and once we really get that and understand how possibly the neshama can become, can be in the state of being able to tap into levels of godliness that are unlimited and continuously go up in levels. Um, so we spoke about, we brought the idea and the marshal of Gan Eden uh, as a way for us to understand this. So we brought the state, I'm just going to quickly recap. I don't, I think all of you were here, but I'm just going to quickly give a real quick. We spoke about the neshama before it comes down into this world. And in that state, it is what we call an Omed. It is limited to its level that Hashem created it at, either at Silas, Bria, It's limited to how much godliness it can understand and how many, at what levels of godliness it could reach. Then it comes down into this world. And as we brought the marshal of uh, man and woman coming together and become one, when the neshama becomes one with the body, 
it is then able to give birth, so to speak, to unlimited good deeds, right? And when that happens, it becomes what we said um, on level of Mahalich, because it's able to give birth to the infinite, so to speak, and reach these levels. Then we spoke about this idea of Plimius and Chitsonius. And to understand that, the Alter Rebbe explained to us in short this concept of the Omdim in Gan Eden. So what does that mean? The Alter Rebbe did not, in general, the Alter Rebbe does not elaborate on concepts um, very much at all and didn't elaborate so much on Gan Eden. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm trying to decide if I should, because I learned a little bit more about it this past week. So I'm going to see if I'll tell you about it now or after we'll see. But basically we were speaking about the idea of the Omdim Gan Eden and that only through the pillars, so to speak, the Neshama is able to go from one level, which we call the Heichal, one room in Gan Eden, to the next level, to the next level, to the next level, right? Um, if we're remembering from last week. And we said that the Omdim represent what we call the Primius. Because just as if you look at a room, right? And you look at it from a Chitsonius perspective, then you're stuck in the room. You just see the room, you see the person sitting in the room, very nice. You can't reach any other level, you can't go up. But if you look at the room and you look at the structure of the room and the way that the room is built, then suddenly, oh, there's walls, there's pillars. And if I climb up the pillar, I can go to the top of the room. I can get out of the room and beyond the room to the next level. And this is kind of, this is the idea of what we call mamalekal amim and solvatkal amim as well. The chitsonius is the idea of mamalekal amim. What's mamalekal amim? Seeing the world, seeing God as he relates to the world. That's the level of the malachim. The malachim are in extremely, extremely high levels, but they praise Hashem for how they see Hashem within this world, not for how Hashem is as he is. So they're limited to their room, right? They're limited to that space. They can't see beyond the world. They can only see, or again, when I speak about the world, I don't speak about this physical world, I speak about all the worlds from Atsilos and down. They don't see beyond that, which is the Oren Sof, the unlimitedness of godliness. They're not able to tap into that. But when the Neshamas in Gan Eden, it can also get stuck in a room. It can also get stuck in a level, as we said, that's called the Heichal, the room of Gan Eden. But it also has this ability and possibility to go from one level in the Heichal to another level and to another level. So there's something unique about Gan Eden that allows, that allows this possibility of going from one level to the next level infinitely. And that is that Gan Eden is actually, it's very cool, like if you ask someone, where is Gan Eden? Um, there's actually a Gan Eden within every single world, within Atsilas, within Bria, within Yitzira, within Asiya. And it rests where in, in Malchus, actually, between one world and the next world. Each world has 10 spheres. The last sphere of each world, let's say of Atsilas, is Malchus, which then leads into Bria. That's where Gan Eden sits, in the Malchus of each world, in the joining place from one world to the next. And Gan Eden actually means Garden of Eden. And Eden in Hasidus is, again, this is not brought here. The Alter is kind of just assuming that we know this. And then the Rabbeim that came off to elaborate on this. The Rabbi elaborates on this a lot. Um, Eden is a level of God that is beyond this world. It's what we call Keser, um, which we refer, we refer to Keser before. We said that the mitzvahs come from Keser. And the Torah comes from Keser, and we said that Keser, if you switch it around, it's 120, the 120 mitzvahs. And um, 
So Gan Eden actually comes from this level. There's Aden, which is a level of Kesser beyond the world. And then my, okay, my connection is unstable. I hope you hear me. And then there's what is, it's called a Nahar. There's a river that kind of flows from Eden. If you look at the story of Ottoman Chava and you look at it from a deeper perspective, you can start looking, you can start seeing yeah. about the different rivers that were flowing from different places. There's a river that flows from it into the Gan. Someone speaking. And then we get Gan Eden. So Gan Eden is a reality of godliness within the confines of Mamale, within Atzilus, Brea, Yitzra, but it's actually beyond. It's actually beyond all of these levels. Okay. And that's the idea of the Amudim. Okay. I was thinking about it a little bit like yeah. uh, um, Okay. There we go. I was thinking about it a little bit like a uh, like a string, even though you could think about it like a like a very everyone hear me? You guys hear me? Yes. I'm not really sure what happened over there. Um, I just realized that I haven't been sharing my screen, which, here we go. Do you guys see my screen now? It's loading. If you hear me or see me or see my screen, you could speak up. That would be very helpful because I don't hear anyone right now. Yeah, now we can see your screen. Amazing. I'm sorry. I don't know why I got cut off. I'm not sure what happened. Okay, and I don't see you. Maybe my internet's not good. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I hope that you can hear me clearly. Basically, what we need to understand is that Gan Eden is, um, is basically this idea of the orange soft. It's so when the neshama goes to that level, it can get stuck in one level of the orange soft. But if it learns the trick, so to speak, of how to go from one level to the next, which we said was seeing it from the plinius, then it can go up and up and up in levels. And what does it mean seeing? It's tapping into godliness, to, um, relating to God as God is, not just as God relates to the world. And how can we do that? We can do that through the plinius of Torah and the kavana of mitzvahs, as we mentioned at the end of last. Um, week at the end of this paragraph right here in Dalit, we said that Torah has Satim and Gali, Torah has the revealed and the concealed and the mitzvahs have the kavana, which is the intention of the mitzvahs and then the masa, the action of the mitzvahs. When we are able to connect to Hashem through the inner, the, through the secrets of the Torah, which is the premise of the Torah. And when we are able to connect to Hashem through the kavana of the mitzvahs, the intention of the mitzvahs, we're able to tap into this Amud, which connects all the way straight up to Kesser and to Oren Sof, to God as he is beyond these worlds. And once we're able to tap into that, there's no limit to how high we can go. It's, it's like an unlimited, it's like a building. Um, there's many, many rooms within the buildings. But once you realize that you can climb up the side of the walls and the, up the pillars, way up, and it's, this, is, this is a building that never ends. So you can climb up and up and up. But that's only through tapping into the Pneumius. That was the point that we left off with last week, that we need the Pneumius in order for our neshama to be on the level of a uh, Mahalech, of going up and up and up 
in the levels of the infinity of godliness. Now we're going to come to our point, back to the beginning of the question, which is why are we celebrating Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's yard site? Why are we not mourning it and fasting like the rest of the tzaddikim? And now we're going to start understanding that. What did Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai bring to the world that did not exist before? Who can tell me? Don't be shy. If anyone knows? What did you say, Pnimiya Satara? Did you write the Zohar? The Zohar, that's right. You wrote the Zohar. What's the Zohar? Like Kabbalah, I think. Mm -hmm. What's Kabbalah? Like the essence of Torah, like the deeper meaning behind Torah. That is right, exactly. And that's what we're speaking about. That's what we've been speaking about. Um, the deeper meaning, the secrets of the Torah were revealed first by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Before then, there were many, many great, great people great tzaddikim who studied the secrets of the Torah, but no one before Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai ever revealed the secrets of the Torah by writing the Zohar, etc. And actually on the day of his passing on Lagba Omar was when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai basically sat down his students, his closest students, and he said, okay, I'm about to throw on you everything I didn't tell you until now because like this is my last chance. And he sat them down and he told them to write down what he said, which is a very big deal. So even though he wasn't revealing it to everybody, he was revealing it to enough people that when they write it down, everyone can eventually access it. And he shared the secrets of the Torah. This is the first time this ever happened. And what do we say last week? What happens when you learn and tap into the secrets of the Torah, which within them contain the intention of all the mitzvahs and the intention of creation? We said, let me find it over here. Naseh Yechudim El I'm trying to find it. Can't find the word in here. It definitely said it in this paragraph. Okay, we're gonna see it again in we're gonna see it again in hey. This idea that basically when you learn the secrets and the inner the, and the inner meaning of the Torah and you do mitzvahs with kavana, you're creating unities of godliness that never existed before above. Because every every time we learn Torah and every time we do mitzvahs, we're having an impact on the structure of the world and what's going on. Um, it's called that you're, you're creating unities. You're like making new realities, so to speak, of godliness. But what's happening here, when you learn the primius, what do we say primius is? Primius allows us to access the unlimited level of God because we're relating to God when we learn the primius of Torah. We're relating to God as God is, not as he relates to the world. When you learn Kabbalah, when you read Kabbalah, and a lot of Hasidus, um, which a lot of it is based on Kabbalah, when you read the Zohar, it's not talking about your cup of tea and your, and your cookie that you're dipping in the cup of tea and the trees outside. It's speaking about things that are way beyond us. And many people are like, why do we need to learn this? And the answer is because there's so much more to reality and to God than just this world. Sure, God created the world. And that's an amazing, incredible thing. And it's the most incredible thing we could ever imagine. But there's something beyond us. And God is way beyond just his ability to create the world. So when we learn the deeper meaning of the Torah and the intention for the mitzvahs, we're able to, we're able to connect to that level of God. And who enabled us to do that? Rashbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yachai. And when we do relate to God in that way, there is no limit to the levels that we can reach. And so how does this connect to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yachai's, the day of his death? First of all, on the day of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yachai's passing on Lagba Omar is when he revealed the most secrets. 
of the Torah. And so what's happening basically when a person, when, when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai introduced this new reality to the world, which was the reality of the secrets of the Torah and the intention of the mitzvahs, he introduced the reality and the possibility for our neshamas or for a neshama to reach level after level after level and be called a mahalech. So he essentially created this concept of a mahalech because we're speaking about what's a mahalech and what's an omed. The neshama, without primia satara and without the intention of the mitzvahs, according to the Alter Rebbe right now, we're going to see that the Rebbe puts a little twist on this, but right now, it's the only way that the neshama can become the le- go from a level of an omed to a level of mahalech through doing the kavana of the mitzvahs and learning Torah in its deepest, in the deeper ways. Because when we just do Torah and we just do mitzvahs, we're connecting to God as God relates to the world. And therefore, we can only reach a certain level. So we go to Gan Eden, we get a room, we bask in understanding godliness, but we can't go up and up and up. The ultra, the, sorry, um, Rabbi Shon Bar essentially created the possibility and the reality of a mahalech, of the neshama being able to reach these levels. So we're going to go inside now. Before we go inside, does anyone have questions? Okay. So we will con- we'll go inside. Hope you can see my screen and all of you that you received the papers. So we're in hay. Again, please, no one has done it before, but there's a first time for everything. If I'm going too fast, if you want to get a word down, just stop me, okay? The Alpiza Muvan, and according to this, what we said in the previous chap- um, paragraph, which was the idea of the Pnimius and the Chitsonius, and that only through tapping into the Pnimius of Torah and the Kavan of Mitzvahs can we become Mahalich, Alpizeh, through this Muvan, we can understand. Now we understand that when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Gila et Asatum Daraisa, revealed the secrets of the Torah, Azeh Naseh Aliyah Bepchinas Hapnimius. Then he made this Aliyah, this elevation of the Neshama, in a way of Pnimius. He took it from being a Chitsonius limited possibility of Aliyah to a Pnimius one. Kanal, as we mentioned above, the Mashal Ha'amad, with the analogy of the pillars, that when you, when you look at the room in a deeper way and you see that there's pillars, suddenly you can climb to the next level and you can get an Aliyah, you can get an elevation. Lios b'pchines hiluch ad ein shir klal. He took this Aliyah, as Nas Aliyah, he made this Aliyah possible that you can go in a way of going up, of moving, until no limitation. There's no limit to how much you can go up and how much the neshama can move. And this means, Why did Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai enable this to happen? Because Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai created upper unities. Unities of godliness, combinations of godliness up on high that did not exist before. How? Through revealing the secrets of the Torah. Through doing that, combinations of godliness were created on high. On the other hand, this was not so from the aspect of the of the Torah. Um, the external parts of Torah, the Masel Bilvad, just in action, Shehubashir Ugvul, that this is in limitation and there's a certain measurement. 
So when you learn Torah, we discussed this last time, when a person learns Torah from the, just the revealed aspect, then he's seeing God as he relates to the world. It's limited. When he does a, when he does a mitzvah, just the action, just the limited physical action of the mitzvah, he's doing a great, amazing things, and he's doing the will of God, but in a limited way. He's relating to God again, as God relates to the world. Sha'aznikra Ahmed. Then a person who does Torah and mitzvahs in this way is called an Ahmed, is called someone who stands. And he will not be able to go up through the Ahmed, through the pillar that basically is attached to the infinity of God, in elevation after elevation. In Ganeidin, there's these Amudim that allow a person to go up and up and up. He cannot, he cannot go up on this Ahmed if he's connecting to God, through, if he's doing Torah and mitzvahs, just in a way of chitzonias, as we said, in an external way. And this is the reason that a fast was established over the death of tzaddikim. When a righteous person passed away, the, the custom was to fast. It was a day of mourning. It was sad. Why? Why are we mourning? Why are we fasting? Because of the lack, there's lack, the lack of light in this world, in this physical world. When we say olam hazeh, we mean this physical world. Kevan, since, that we are lacking even the action of their mitzvahs. They've left, their physical body has left this physical world, and now this world is not receiving its mitzvahs anymore. And neshama can only do mitzvahs in a body. So when the tzaddik's neshama leaves its body, the very, very, very high level of mitzvahs and the level, very, very level, um, very high level of Torah learning that it's being able to achieve in this world cannot be achieved anymore. That's it. The tzaddik has left. And so we mourn. The world has lost something precious. That's why we fast. Even though there still remains a Roshem, an imprint of their actions above, because every, as we said, every time a person does a mitzvah, learns Torah, there are combinations of godliness being created, but they're remaining above. They remain beyond this world. Nevertheless, even though the Torah and mitzvahs do have an impact on the bigger picture of the worlds, it's not in his ability, in this tzaddik's ability, to go up in elevation after elevation. So even though it's getting a place in Olam Haba, a very, very, very high place, Sadikim learn Torah and do mitzvahs on a very high level, just like angels understand godliness in very high levels. Once it's up there, not in the body anymore, that's the level that it gets to reach. Because he is limited. His Torah and mitzvahs are limited as well. That is what we're speaking about when, when um, that's what happens when a soul leaves a body that's it like oh no they're gone their actions they're you know they they still have a soul and they still remain in olam haba but in a limited way and they're not going up and up and up and we don't get to experience the fruits of their labor so to speak we don't get to um this world does not get enhanced anymore from their torah and mitzvahs so that's on the one hand that's that's the story of the chitzonias, of doing Torah mitzvahs without the internal aspect. That's why we fast. That's why we would fast, because we have lost something precious. Masha Enken, 
But on the other hand, Etzel Rashbi by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, who, as we said, Shegila Sodat HaTorah, that he revealed the secrets of the Torah. Again, many, many people learned the secrets of the Torah before, but he was the first one to reveal them. The Pchines Satim Daraisa, the aspect of the secrets of the Torah, basically, the Aramaic for the secrets of the Torah. Hine, behold, Haroshem, the imprint, the remnant, Shenishar Lamala, that remains above, Uba'ofen Shel Iloi Achar Iloi, is in a way of elevation after elevation, excuse me, Ad Ein Shir Klal, with no limit. Again, every person's Torah and mitzvahs create upper unities. They create combinations of godliness that remain on high. And then they stay there. But Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai created a new reality. Because his Torah and mitzvahs are in a way of internal, of pnimius, of seeing God beyond this world, the combinations of godliness that he created through his Torah and mitzvahs were able to go up and up and up because they were beyond this world. So they were able to just reach higher levels and higher levels and higher levels because they were infinite. And that is why, therefore, that is why we call the name, sorry, the day of the passing of Rabbi Shem Bar Yechai in a, in a name of celebration. We celebrate. Because this is showing the revelation of light that's an aspect of that's infinite. Because as we're going to see, just as the combinations that he's made in his Torah and mitzvahs, they are able to go up and up and up. They're able to shine in an infinite way. When something shines infin infinitely, it can reach every single corner, it can reach everywhere, including this world. So the aliyah and the elevation that the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai is getting on the day of his passing is impacting us in this world down here because it's unlimited. It's not limited to where it can reach. And so we're celebrating. We're celebrating his aliyah. We're celebrating the fact that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai is going up another level and reaching another level of godliness. We're also celebrating the fact that this world gets to appreciate that and reap those rewards, as opposed to the other tzaddikim that once their Torah and mitzvahs had left this world, they, they couldn't come back. Um, okay. The reason for these things, the reason for the reason that this hiluch, this going, this infinite going that is done through Primis Satara, who often shahar mer gamlemata, is in a way that the light also shines down here because Primis Satara is tapping into the infinity of godliness, which is not limited to just that silos. It also affects us in this world, in Asiya Hagashmi. Masha Enken, on the other hand, the Sharat Satikim. But the rest of the tzaddikim, that their revelations were only connected to the, re the revealed part of Torah. Behold, even though on the day of their passing, there's a great light that shines above and they get an aliyah. And, and amazing things are happening above, nevertheless, below down here, it's a way, it's in a way of concealment and therefore fasting. So even though there are amazing um, things happening above from the tzaddikim, from the Torah and Mrs. of the tzaddikim who have passed on, especially on the day of their passing, um, it's not in a way that we can feel it. It's concealed because it's limited. And so it doesn't reach us. But Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, 
um, his Torah and mitzvahs were in a way that they can even reach us and impact us today, thousands of years later. Because again, when something's unlimited, when something's infinite, it's not um, confined to time and space and amounts. So it can reach us. And so we celebrate. That is basically the idea um, that the Altarab is trying to bring. And now the Altarab is going to finish off in this last paragraph with uh, Mamarazel with a quote from uh, the Gemara that kind of takes it all and bring, brings this whole concept together. And then in the next paragraph that we're going to read, the Rebbe is going to ask a question on this last paragraph. So before I read the next paragraph, is everything clear? Does anyone have questions? Can I ask a quick question? Of course. Hi, I'm, I'm Adina, by the way. <laughs> I'm Hi, an alum. I see your name, it comes up. <laughs> hey, Adina. Um, what is, can you just translate Pneumius? Pin, how do you say it? Pneumius? Yeah, what is that? Pneumius means internal. Internal. It means internal, okay. yes. Like so it means looking at Torah. something in a deeper way, not from okay. the external part of it. Thank you for asking. Does it, does it help things make more sense now? Okay, good. Amazing. <laughs> if anyone else has questions, if not, we'll go on to the little summary that's going to happen here that the altar is going to bring us. Okay. Vov. Um, so the Rebbe is the speaking and he's saying, and he, and he finishes the mimer like this, because again, the Rebbe is telling us the altar of his mimer. This is how the altar finishes his mimer, the last paragraph. And all of this that we've just said is understood from a quote from our sages, which is from Gemara. Um, it's from Eruvin, I think. Let me see. Yeah, it's from Gemara Eruvin. There, there were, they're discussing um, different, different opinions of like what this world is. And, and so the, Rebbe, the altar Rebbe is saying, everything that we've just said, we can understand from this pasuk. We're going to get, obviously, the, as we say, the external meaning of this pasuk and the straightforward way that you understand it as we're going to understand it is not what the altar Rebbe is going to say because the altar Rebbe teaches Pneumia Torah, the internal, deeper aspects of the Torah. And so he's going to break this down into its deeper meaning. So what is this Maimaraza? What is this quote from our sages? Hai Alma, this world, does linan mine, when one walks from it, kavei hilula damya. It is similar, damya, it is similar to the day of a celebration. So, in simple terms, what is it saying? That when one walks from this world, he looks back on what the world is, the world is a celebration. Um, there were different, the different sages were saying different things about the world, and basically, um, what he was saying is that, that this world is a party, so enjoy. Okay, that's the simple meaning of what, what was said. Now we're going to break it down based on what we understand and based on the deeper meaning. What is the sage saying in the Gemara? So we're going to break it down. Um, if anyone didn't get it again, it means, Hi, Oma, this world does. When one walks from it, it is similar to the day, to a day of celebration. Perish this means. Hi, Alma. What does Hi, Alma mean? This world. How have we understood this world from this mimer? What happens in this world, specifically when the 
nefesh halakis is invested in a physical body, and gives birth to good deeds. So this world where the neshama joins with the body, the soul and the body become one and they're able to do good deeds, does linen mine, when one walks from it, perush, Balthrop is going to see this differently. What does it mean, walks from it? This is what makes it the aspect of a mahalech, of someone who walks, and not the aspect of someone who's stuck and limited. The fact, so does linan, the fact, so the fact that the neshama goes and joins with the body and gives birth matim toivim, this is what makes him a mahalech and not an omed. It's, it's not rather from it, from the world. The world enables the neshama to become a mahalech. Because it is invested in the body, in this world specifically. And this means, because that it is similar to a day of a celebration. It's like a wedding. That this is the idea of a man and a woman becoming one, as we mentioned above. I'll explain this after I just read it inside. That through this, through the neshama, being coming one with the body and giving birth to good deeds, it gives the koch, the power, that its elevations and its movement will become infinite. So the altar has taken this pasuk and broken it down so we can understand it from a pimia satardic way. We can understand it from its deeper meaning, which is, sums up exactly what we've just said here. So again, let's look back at this. Oh, I'm going to go back just this idea of the, chas, the chatuna. It says um, it's called, so the day that a person, um, again, it's hard because I could translate it literally, but then when we translate it in the Plimius, it kind of switches the meaning around. But when we say, it is similar to the day of a celebration. What does this mean? According to the altar, it's like a chatuna. What's the celebration that's happening? He said, when a man and woman become one, they are a, they create the possibility of bringing the infinity of God into this world through having generation upon generation of children. And that is one of the deeper reasons why we are celebrating at wedding. We are celebrating the Orensof resting on the chuppah, resting on this unity and enabling this couple to give birth to the, to the infinite, basically, to have generation after generation come from it. And that's what's happening. And that's what we're celebrating from this world, we're celebrating the fact that the neshama comes down into the body, down into the world, becomes one with the body, and is through that specifically able to become infinite and reach infinite levels. So let's look at this pasuk one more time, and then um, we're going to see what the Rebbe says on this. Hi, Alma de Azlin Mine. This world, this concept of the neshama coming down into the body and becoming coming down into the world and becoming one with the body, does linen mine. From it, it walks. So the literal translation was it, when it walks from it, but here the altar is saying mine from it, from this unity of the neshama and the body, it walks. It's able to be a mahalech. It's able to be infinite and go up and up in levels. And it is similar to the day of a celebration. 
Because on the day of a celebration, on the day of a wedding, we are celebrating the possibility for the infinite. So this Manmarazal, this quote basically sums up exactly what we've been saying. That when one taps into the internal part of the Torah and mitzvahs, which are sourced in, a, in godliness that precedes this world, then the neshama is able to go up and up and up and become infinite and reach infinite levels, which is basically what we were saying. And who enabled us to do this? Who brought the Pnei Satara into this world in a revealed way and taught it to everybody? Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And so when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, on the day of his passing, he's having an aliyah that is a crazy aliyah that will continue to go up and up and up. His neshama is going to continue to rise in an infinite way. And we are affected by his, by his aliyah because it's so infinite that it reaches us as well. That's why we're celebrating. Now, we're going to see what the Rebbe asked. The Rebbe is going to ask questions specifically on this, on this end quote that the Alter Rebbe brings. Um, thinking, I think I'm going to say the questions to you and then we'll read it inside. I'll just say the questions and then we'll read the questions and the answer inside. The Rebbe is going to ask two questions on this quote from Chazal. And the first one is, why does the Alter Rebbe bring it? The Alter Rebbe, if you've learned the Alter Rebbe's Maimarim before, they're very, very cryptic. They don't elaborate. Brings points and doesn't, the Alter Rebbe would bring points of Hasidus and not elaborate on them much. Uh, if you compare the Alter Rebbe's Maimarim to the Mittler Rebbe's Maimarim, his son, you can't compare the Mittler Rebbe would just take his father's work and elaborate on it and elaborate on it, pages and pages. Um, the Alter Rebbe was very cryptic and it, it follows, um, it follows a course that happened in Hasidus, which was that it started off very condensed and then slowly it was more and more and more revealed as the world was more and more ready for it and as we got closer to Mashiach. So the first question is, the Alter Rebbe doesn't elaborate in his Maimar. Why was this quote at the end of the Maimar necessary? Seemingly it was enough to end with, hey, over here, what we said. We explained what a Mahalich was, we explained what an Omid was, and we answered the question as to why we said celebrate Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai's passing. Why is this necessary? That's the first question. And then the next question that the Rebbe asks is that there's seemingly a contradiction because what we've said until Vav, until this Mamar Chazal, is that the levels that we're talking about and this level of a Mahalech is seemingly only accessible to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, right? Or only to somebody who learns Prima Satara and who has intention in every mitzvah. So, that's what we understood until now, right? Um, somebody who does Torah, who learns Torah, who learns the primias of the Torah, who learns the internal secrets of the Torah, someone who has the, the kavanas, the intentions, when he does the action of his mitzvah, he gets to be a mahalich. He gets to go up and up and up in infinite levels. So seemingly the, there's a contradiction because in the Gemara, where they bring this quote, and it's talking about a person who leaves this world, right? or it's talking about an ashama and the deeper meaning, an ashama that joins with the body, it's talking about every single person and every single soul. So seemingly there's a contradiction, right? Are we talking about every single person getting this aliyah, getting this becoming a mahalech, every single soul having this opportunity, or only the ones who learn the internal, um, the internal Torah and has intention with his mitzvahs? I don't remember who asked the question last week, but somebody asked last week and said, wait, so only somebody who learned Torah and did mitzvahs on this level is able to reach these levels. And I said, from right now, what we're reading, yeah, that's what it seems like. But 
now we're going to see what the Rebbe has to say about it, okay? It's going to um, definitely probably answer a few questions that we have. Before I continue, are there any questions? Any words, anything? Okay, Zion. Last paragraph. This is the Rebbe now, adding his own, um, adding his own words and questions to this minor. Behold, and behold, lichora seemingly ain't muvan. It is not understood. Madua Mosif Rabbeinu Hazaken. Why does the Alter Rebbe add Perush Mamarazal, the explanation of the quote from Chazal, Hai Almada Azlin Mine, that we quoted above, that um, that this world, when a person leaves it, etc., etc. Why was it necessary to bring this Mamar Chazal, this quote, and to break it down? After he already finished to explain the idea of the celebration of the day of the death of Rashbi. You would think that the Mimer could end with hey, and we'd be perfectly happy and we can walk home and say, ha, we got it, now we know why. That's the first question. The Odzos, and in addition to this, we have another question. Delechora, seemingly, the Mimer Azal in this above quoted um, quote from our sages, in this quote from our sages above, yesh stira, there is a contradiction, lemashen is bar le'el, to what we have explained above. The inyan hilula de Rashbi, in the idea of the celebration of the death of Rashbi. What is this contradiction? Shahare, that since, not since, sorry, that behold, ha'inyan dahai alma dazdin and mine, the idea of what we spoke about, right? That the world that we walk from is a party, that's the literal, is a party, is a celebration, that's the literal one, or that the, through the world we become a mahalech, through Torah and mitzvahs, through the premise of Torah and mitzvahs, we become, our neshama is able to become a mahalech. Shayach etzel kol Yisrael. This, this quote that was brought in the Gemara is referencing every single Jewish person. So, which are we referring to right now? Are we referring to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai and anyone who accesses the internal part of the Torah? Always speaking about everybody. Seems to be a contradiction with bringing this quote. And how much more so with, with the righteous people, right? Also, um, especially by the tzaddikim who we say that the day of their passing is an idea of a fast day. Um, the Alter Rebbe, the Rebbe doesn't quote this from the Alter Rebbe's, but in the Alter Rebbe's original Mimer, the Alter Rebbe brings the example of Moshe Rabbeinu, that there's still today a custom to fast on Zion Adar, on the passing of Moshe Rabbeinu. So these tzaddikim, we fast on their, um, on their yard sites. Are they not a mahalech? Because this Mimer Razal is for sure talking about them. So is the Alter Rebbe also talking about them? So what's going on? So we're going to find the possibility of, of, of explaining this. Through the knowledge, that the Torah, when it was given over, was given over in a general way, with a general concept, that's klalas, and the details. Yeah. It was given over with the general idea and the details. Okay, why is this helpful? Let's see. And this means that the general and main idea of a hiloch, of going up and up in levels, 
Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if it's just me. I, I was a little confused from when you started Vyesh Lomar Habir. Like, could you, do you mind backing up to there and reviewing that? Just No problem. No problem at all. Okay. So now we're, we're going, now the Rebbe is going to answer his questions in the next few lines, the two questions that we mentioned. So Vyesh Lomar Habir, Bazipadech Efsha. We're going to, we're going to try and explain this now by giving an explanation, by giving a possible explanation. Everyone was very humble. So we would say by giving a possible explanation, you know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and try and answer this. So now we're again, just as we asked a question at the beginning of the mimer and then went into another concept, the Rebbe is doing the same thing. The Rebbe is saying, I'm gonna we're gonna try and explain it. First, we need to know that there's this idea of clolus and protus, that when the when we talk about the Torah and any aspect of the Torah and any aspect of Judaism, there's the general concept and then there's the details within the concept. So we're going to try and answer this according to the understanding and the knowledge that the Torah was given in a general, in a general way and in details, which basically just saying that every concept um, that's, that's um, every concept that was given over was given over with a general concept and then its details. And this means in reference to our question and how we're going to answer it, what's this knowledge of Klaus and Protus going to help us with? This means What's, we're speaking about this idea of a mahalech, of the possibility of the neshama becoming, reaching infinite levels. This idea of a mahalech, when you look at it in the klalas, the general idea, it belongs to Rashbi. The general concept of the neshama being a mahalech was created, so to speak, and um, is shown as a living example through Rashbi. That's the general idea. He, so to speak, brought this concept into this world and this possibility, which means it's only relevant to Rashbi if you're looking at it from the Klalis. If you're looking at it from the general idea, yeah, this possibility of the Neshama being a Mahalech, it belongs to Rashbi. But the Proteus, when you look at it in a deeper, more detailed way, this idea exists in each and every one, in every single soul exists the idea of Mahalech. Why? Because of the Klolis of Rashbi. What does it mean, the Klolis of Rashbi? Have you guys heard of the concept of a Neshama Klolis before? An inclusive soul? There's inclusive souls, basically very, 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 very lofty souls that contain within them all the Jewish people's souls, which means that whatever they did impacts the souls of every single Jew. The biggest example of this is Adam Harishan. Adam was a Neshama Klali. His, it, is, it is brought down that when Adam, Adam Harishan was created, within his soul existed every single future soul of the Jewish people. So there were very great people throughout the generations who had this very, very lofty soul, which means that whatever they brought into the world impacted the souls of the Jewish people forever. So as we say that Avram, for example, Abraham gave all the Jewish souls um, this uh, attribute of kindness. What does that mean? That he had this general soul that impacted every single one of our souls. So, so to with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, he was the Rebbe and the leader of that generation, and therefore impacted every single one of every single one of the souls. So, mitzad bechinas haklolis Rashbi. Why do we have this idea of a mahalech? Because Rashbi had a neshama klalis, that came from it, 
sorry, sorry, that, uh, that a little piece of it, of Rashbi's soul, basically, or of this attribute of Rashbi, more like, we have within each and every Jewish soul. So again, we don't have Rashbi's soul. We have our own soul. But our soul has been impacted by Rashbi because his soul had the potential and the power to do that, to change the, the, found, the building blocks, so to speak, of, of every single soul to include this idea within it. So Rabbi Shimon general, he encompasses the general idea of a mahalech, of the soul being able to reach his infinite levels. He revealed the internal aspects of Torah and he did all his mitzvahs with the kavanas and with the intentions and he was able to reach these levels. But because he was what we call an neshama klalis, he was able to, to imprint this, so to speak, to stamp it onto every single one of our souls so that we have this within each and every one of us. What does that mean? Okay. The love dafka belagba imer, the rabbi is saying. Not only do we have this revelation on lagba imer, this, this aspect and possibility of being mahalech, it's not only on the day that, the, the Rab, that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai's light shines in the world the most, which is on the day that he passed away on lagba imer. So we're not only speaking about lagba imer over here, not only on lagba imer can every soul be on the level of mahalech. Elagam bechol yom v'yom. Rather, every single day. Hainu, this means. That through every single action, every single good deed, every single time we learn Torah, we have been made in this aspect of a hiloch. We have, uh, the Rosh, Rabbi Shon Bar Yechai has given us the possibility that we are now able to be on this level of a hiloch. And every single one of our good deeds, whether we know the Kavana, whether we learned the Pimius or the external, whether we had the intention, whether we, we didn't have the intention, our soul gets earlier. We're going up and up and up, and we're tapping into the infinity of God. And Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai enabled us to have this, this potential and this power through our Torah mitzvahs. The Yafal Pisha in Yenzehu Gam Kol Hashanah. So even though this idea is relevant throughout the whole year, as the Rebbe just said, it's not just on Lagba Omer. Every single day of the year, every single day of every single Jew's life, they're able to do Torah and mitzvahs, and their Torah and mitzvahs are going to connect his soul to the infinite, and he's going to go up and up and up in levels of godliness. It is understood that this idea is more revealed on the Shabbos, on the day of Shabbos, that's before Lagba Omer. The Rebbe was giving this mimer gave over this for Brengen on the Shabbos before Lagba Omer. We are now the week, the week before Lagba Omer, so it's very relevant. Um, so we know that even though this concept is relevant and revealed within our souls throughout the whole year, that we have this potential and possibility that every single one of our Torah mitzvahs is able to connect to the infinite and take us infinite places, so to speak, we know that it's in an even more revealed way on the Shabbos before Lagba Omer. Why? Because there's a quote that says, Sheminev, that from it, that from Shabbos, Mesparchen Kuloyomen, it blesses all of the days. That the Shabbos that precedes the week is a blessing for the entire week. So the Shabbos before Lagba Oimer already has this, these revelations of Lagba Oimer. And so it's even more revealed right now. And then the Rebbe finishes by saying, And of course, the days that precede this Shabbos that the Rebbe was giving this Mimer includes the day of Lagba Oimer. 
She'az, that then, on the day of Lag Ba'aymer, on the day of the passing of the Rebbe Roshab, uh, sorry, whoa, of Rashbi, on the day of the passing of Rashbi, Meir Inyan HaHiluch Bli Gvul, this idea of Hiluch shines infinitely. Shezeu Ufaratzda, that this is the idea of Ufaratzda, of Pneumia Satara spreading in an unlimited way to the whole world. The Rebbe brings an Ufaratzda here, because he was speaking about Ufaratzda in the Sikha before, before he gave this mimer. Okay, so the Rebbe has basically just turned this whole, taken this whole mimer to make one point. The Rebbe wanted to teach us something and make a point, so he brought the entire mimer of the Alter Rebbe, which we've just learned and understood, I hope, and taught us something very, very, very special. That Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, who was a Neshama Klolis, who had the power to influence every single Jewish soul, brought down and revealed the, the pnimius of godliness, which is tapping into God as he is, the infinity of godliness, and enabled every single Jewish soul to reach these levels through Torah and mitzvahs, through any Torah and mitzvahs. That's a very big deal. And the Rebbe wanted to tell us this, and so um, the Rebbe brought this in time, Imer, and the Rebbe's telling us that basically the Alter Rebbe was telling this to us as well in Sif Vav, right here. The Alter Rebbe brought this mimer, Chazal, brought this quote, and because this quote is referring to every single Jewish person, we're supposed to understand, and the Rebbe helps us understand that every single Jew is Shaykh, is connected to this idea of a, of a Mahalech. And um, yeah, so on Lag Ba'aymer, this idea is revealed in a much, much stronger way than any other day. The fact that we have the potential to reach the infinite. And hopefully we will reach the ultimate, ultimate infinite, the Atmos of God um, with Mashiach. And yeah, that's the Mimer. It's just on time, but I'd love to hear, it could be a question, it could be feedback in the next two minutes. What do you guys think? Did you understand what was going on? I'd love to hear. I really liked that idea. Thanks. I think that was Shani. Yeah. Right. Hey, Shani. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Did you so guys much. get the idea? Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Esther. It was so, so nice. Can I ask of a course. question? Yes, of course. Oh, what, what do you mean by mechalet? How do you, how do you mechalet. say it? Yeah, what mechalet. does that mean? Mahalach means, um, literally has the root word of halach, which means to go or to walk, to go. Uh, and so the concept of going and not being stuck in one place, but rather being able to move constantly. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Of course. Wishing everyone a wonderful week, and I will see you next week on Lag Bomber. Um, very excited about that. And Thank you for the best. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Should I just leave it or should I end the meeting for everyone? I think I end. Leave, right? They want you to end it. End. Okay.